Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Congratulations, 49ers fans. We have beaten the Crosstown Oakland Raiders 34-3. This game got out of hand quick. Uh, It got really, really bad, but that's okay with me. I do not mind beating the Raiders by 100. Um, I can't stand that franchise, the coaching staff. I'm not a Raiders guy. So just hats off to the 49ers. You know, we, we are now 207. We got our second win of the year, and you have to celebrate these victories because for the 49ers, they don't come often, at least right now. And just, gosh, I, I'd be missed if I didn't say something about Nick Mullins. Holy freaking cow. You know, I went back three straight years and tried to look up quarterback rating for the 49ers wins, and none of them compared to Nick Mullins. So, he posted a 151 quarterback rating, which a 158.3 is the perfect rating. He goes 16 for 22, 262 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, zero sacks. Oh, my gosh. I cannot tell you how happy this makes me. So uh, we're going to go through a lot in this episode. We'll go through the offensive recap, defensive recap. Uh, we'll, co- we'll cover stats, MVPs of the offense and defense, looking ahead schedule-wise, and even, get this, this is new edition, my wife's hot takes while watching the game. Because guess what? It's very easy for her to see the difference between Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard. So without further ado, let's just jump straight into this. Obviously, the offensive MVP is Nick Mullins. A first career start in the NFL, undrafted free agent out of the University of Southern Miss. Way to go, man. This is the stuff dreams are made of. We weren't sure who was going to play. You know, C.J., he got his wrist hit on a helmet, and it was possible he was going to start this week. But because he couldn't grip the ball properly all the way up until game time, they said, you know what, let's go with Mullins. And a lot of you guys have been messaging me, what's it going to take to get Mullins in there? Well, this was it. Uh, the decision has been made, and there's no turning back. There's no way Kyle Shanahan's going to go with CJ next week, even if he is healthy. This is a Nick Mullins show, and I, I think that he has bought – a leash of at least two games. Let's say he comes out next week and has a hard time. I still think that he would start after the bye. We have the Giants next week, by the way. And this is awesome because, you know, obviously the Oakland Raiders, probably the worst team in the entire NFL. 
uh, and we proved that today, 34-3 to against a one-win team. That's not good, but uh, the Giants might be next. So we have another favorable matchup with another poor defense. I am so excited. It's another Monday night football game. So, you know, Nick Mullen showed up at the right time. He gets the back-to-back primetime games for the, uh, you know, we were the one-win team, now we're the two-win team. It's kind of what it is. So bad news. Let's get this out of the way. Injuries. Kittle, he took a knee after a great third down conversion catch on for, uh, to get a first down in the first quarter. And it was weird. You know, they never really said what it was. It seemed like whenever he was on the field, he was okay. And the camera kind of panned over and it seemed like he said the words, I can't breathe. He runs into the locker room with the hat on comes back out and he looked fine. He walked off gingerly in the third quarter again, but came out and finished the game. So Kittle looks okay. Mostert, however, man, I, I don't know what else to say, but just thank you <laughs> for your service and just how he played. You know, Mostert's just an NFL journeyman and has bounced around and he looked amazing. He had that amazing 52-yard run, which I'll talk about here in a second. I want to jump to that right now, but he got injured, compound fracture his forearm as he was tackled on third and one. He put his forearm out to kind of brace his fall, and it completely snapped. It was uh, gruesome. It, he started screaming immediately, just went straight into shock. Both the Raiders and 49ers that were on the field started motioning, come get your boy. You know, it, it was very reminiscent of Lawrence Taylor on Joe Theismann, which ended his career was his leg. The tackle took place and just everybody was shaking their head no and cover their faces and just saying, come out here, come out here, come out here. It was that bad. Uh, compound fracture, clean break through the forearm. Like his season's over. It's over. They put the air cast on. And I'll say this too. I love Mostert. I love how he plays. Special teams, absolutely amazing. Back-to-back years, ruined by injuries, unfortunately. But he has been amazing. I really hope the 49ers find a way to reward this guy with a contract because he is special. And he has earned everything that he has gotten. His season's over. He's done for the year. But I don't want to see him go. I, I really, really hope John Lynch and this coaching staff finds a way to keep him. Heal quick, man. Best of luck to you and your family. Yeah. Anyway, so those are the injuries. Now I want to go over the offensive drives. And it is beautiful. <laughs> Anytime you score 34 points, you should win. Again, that 28 number seems to be the magic number in the NFL. It holds true once more. So, the very first drive of the game, holy cow, touchdown pass to Garcon on third and two. It was a naked bootleg with the same play that everybody does against us. And so <laughs> naked bootleg, easy, high-low route. We had use check basically in the flats at the line of scrimmage. And then we had Pierre Garcon 15 yards deep. The safety bit on the bootleg and just floated it for a perfect touchdown pass. The drive was set up by a big run by Brita on a cutback. Again, Juice again got an amazing block. And so even though Kyle Juszczyk, uh, his his stats aren't great, He his fingerprints are all over this offense's success when it happens. And we started the game off with three plays, three first downs to start the drive. Absolutely amazing. Second drive, touchdown pass to Kendrick Bourne. Just 
Uh, it doesn't even make sense, man. Yeah, Brita gets stopped on a third and one play at the five-yard line going in, and you're thinking we're going to get a field goal. But nope, he bounces off second effort, gets the first down, just unreal effort, and which sets up the touchdown pass to Kendrick on the slant. Third drive, punt after a negative five-yard uh, loss pitch to Brita. He should have cut it inside, but he wanted to bounce it. Didn't work out too well. Fourth drive, 39-yard field goal. Third and six versus a seven-man blitz to set up this field goal. He hit the slot, James, on a slant for a huge gain. I mean, it. that's the thing about this. It's not one guy that Mullins was going to. He threw it to everybody. Nobody had more than five targets. Nobody had more than four catches. He was throwing it to everyone. And on this, it was an all-out seven-man blitz, and he just throws the ball quick. And my wife turns to me and just says this. Uh, she's She watches football through proxy. She's on her phone most of the time. But she made the comment, why have the 49ers coaches not put this kid in sooner? He throws the ball and gets rid of the ball so much faster than CJ. Now, I get it. It is against the Oakland defense, which is the worst in the entire NFL. But whenever my wife, who has never played, watched just with me casually, understands this guy gets the ball out quick. And, you know, Fox, they, they did a great job with the game. And they talked at length about how Nick Mullins, his practice after last year, basically, when games went in and he didn't even suit up, he would go through the entire play sheet by himself after the game to see what it was like. And that he knows the offense better than anybody besides Kyle Shanahan, even better than Jimmy G. And it shows. He, he's progressing through reads. He has no problem. He knows where he is going, and there is zero hesitancy. It is a confident, I'm throwing the ball on my drop. This is something that CJ could never do. He held the ball so much. The fact that we had zero sacks in this game is huge. It's going to be overlooked because it just doesn't make for the headlines. But the fact that Nick Mullins could get the ball out quick, 16 for 22. He had six incompletions. One of them should have been intercepted. But this is his first career start. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Anyway, I digress. Um, that was halftime, so we set up the field goal there. We come right back out, touchdown pass to Kittle. This was just unreal. You know, the first play of the drive, we hand it off to Brita. He fumbles on the very first play. It was just a bad... It was on Brita. His hand hit the ball. He was looking up at the hole, which is what you teach. Um, but it just... The chemistry's not there yet. He falls on it for a two-yard loss. Then an amazing one-handed catch by Kittle for the huge gain. This one goes for 71 yards. Kittle's amazing, by the way. Like, <laughs> he might be our best player on offense. And it, that guy is insane. He's a top three tight end for the entire NFL right now. But anyway, this one-handed catch by Kittle was nuts because he had one person behind him playing trail technique. He had a corner or a safety that was playing cover two that was on a downhill, just about to clean his clock. And on top of that, there was a linebacker that was flashing to the middle of the zone. There were three guys triangulated on Kittle, and they all lit up because they were all so close. He sticks his paw out there, his left hand, one-handed catch, and just takes it for 71 yards. I love that he got to finish up the drive with the touchdown catch. After that, it was absolutely unreal. Uh, sixth drive, touchdown to Mostert for 50-plus yards. This was the play of the game. Mostert got the touchdown. It was an outside toss play, absolutely incredible. My favorite thing about it is this. Mike McGlinchey, he runs basically a release 
to where he is supposed to go get the safety. Well, the safety bells. The safety is 20 to 30 yards downfield, and Mike McGlinchey is coming for him, ready to eat his lunch. The safety bells even further, and Mike McGlinchey keeps going. Mike McGlinchey, I keep saying his name because, gosh, I hope it's burning to your ears. He doesn't make contact with his block until 42 yards downfield. All-out effort. He is outrunning Mostert, who is a 4-4 guy. And he finally makes contact with his blocker, 42 yards downfield, seals him off, and allows Mostert to get into the end zone. Mike McGlinchey is a top-five tackle in the entire NFL. He continues to impress and probably one of the most, like, I don't know, comparing ways about how great he is is that he was playing against the number two tackle taken in the draft, and that's Colton Miller for the Oakland Raiders. Oakland Miller, Miller gave up a sack. Gave up a holding call, got injured, left in the first quarter. As opposed to, and we go back to the coin flip for the draft pick where we got the number 9 and Oakland got number 10, we get McGlinchey, who Oakland actually wanted, and this guy is playing at an all-pro level. Now, usually they don't give rookies all-pro stature, especially when they're on uh, teams that are, you know, 2-7, and but this kid has to be in the Pro Bowl. He's definitely going to be on the first-team all-pro rookie team, but he is unreal. Our best offensive lineman right now, and that is over Joe Staley. Now, Joe Staley in his career, definitely his ceiling was higher than McGlinchey, but Joe Staley is past 30. At this point right now, Mike McGlinchey is playing amazing football. You should be so happy that we got this guy. He should have went in the top five. He should have went in the top four, maybe even top three, but I don't know. I'd probably take all the QBs over him, the top three, not Josh Allen. But this kid is unreal. Uh, Now, here we go. After this, we had two bad drives. Seventh drive, the game was already out of hand at this point. The Mostert injury happened on third and one. We punt. Eighth drive, we punt again. Tough. It was a a tough pass, but Marquise Goodwin, it hit him in the hands. He should have caught it. Then we had to punt after that. And then we finished the game up with a 25-yard field goal. Here are some crazy stats just about points scored and points allowed from this game. 34 points, the most points we put up this year. Our previous high was 30 with Jimmy Garoppolo um, against the Detroit Lions, which we got to win in that game as well. Um, Number two, three points allowed is the best since our shutout of the Rams in week one of 2016. So you're talking, you're going back 25 games. This is the best defensive performance we have put up. And I'll say this. I gave Robert Saleh a lot of flack last week after that last drive performance. But he came out and he destroyed a bad <laughs> offense. And then this, our largest victory, <laughs> 31 points. We won by 34, 31 points, 34 to 3. This was our largest victory since 2013 versus the Texans when we won by the exact same score, 34-3. So hats off to Kyle Shanahan. He needed this. We needed this. Man, faithful, this is for you. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Now, before I break down the defense, I want to take a break and just want to say thanks to our sponsors, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. These guys are just the best. Great friends of the pod. They support me here. They support me over with Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh, a lot of you guys know I write for them as well and have a podcast, DFS and Dynasty with Eat Sleep Fantasy. And also with 
NFL Express, which if you want to laugh, and it's more of a laugh first, football second type of a podcast, but just search NFL Express. We have a good time. Uh, Charles told the story about his dad pulling the fire alarm in college and getting in a fight uh, with the principal. Head over there, NFL Express. It's hilarious, whatever. But game day sports and memorabilia, they have been very, very supportive, so much so, in fact, that they have given us a Frank Gore autographed mini helmet that we will be giving away this week. Um, right after the Giants game, I will announce the winner and ha- give that out. So you guys have technically, what is that, 10 days to get involved in this. It's free. I'll pay for the shipping as well. You don't have to pay for shipping. All you have to do is head over to my Twitter account, at JL underscore Chapman, at JL underscore C-H-A-P-M-A-N. Um, click on my profile and my pinned tweet. If you click on my profile, it's the first one that pulls up. It shows a picture of the helmet that I have right here and I kind of want to keep, but that's okay. All you have to do is retweet that. You do that and you are automatically entered into winning this. What will happen is I will, however many retweets I get, I will have my son, who is 10 years old, pick a number, one out of whatever. I'll make the little slips. Whichever one he pulls, that number retweet wins this uh, autograph Frank Gore mini helmet. So head over there at JL underscore Chapman, retweet that in game day sports and memorabilia. These guys are great. If you need to have any memorabilia needs whatsoever, these are your guys. Now let's talk about defense. Holy cow. We held the Oakland Raiders to three points. You can make fun of them all you want. Their offense has actually been very, very good. Just before their bye week, they were third in most yards put up by the NFL, and they've just had a hard time scoring, and that continued tonight. Now, my op- my defensive MVP, gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this, Cassius Marsh, he has just balled out. Uh, two tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, three solo tackles, and four total tackles. Hit the quarterback three times. Way to go, man. He was living in the backfield. And he took advantage of these very, very poor offensive tackles by the Raiders. John Gruden, I don't know what he is putting out there. But it is just not working. So, um, way to go. Cassius March, you played absolutely amazing. And he's not the only one. You know, Solomon Thomas got his first sack of the year. It was in a very weird fashion on the first series. Uh, Derek Carr ran out of bounds because pressure forced him out of the pocket. There was nobody open downfield. So he goes out of bounds on his own accord for a negative two-yard loss, which retroactively uh, the stat keepers gave to Solomon Thomas. But, hey, you take it. Way to go, Solomon Thomas. Also, Dakota Watson coming off the pup list balled out he came in in spot duty as the right defensive end only and that guy was just bull rushing through everybody he gets a sack and a half another tackle for loss three quarterback hits and and i tweeted this out and i I probably should have put a little bit more caveat on it but i don't want people to think i'm not a solomon thomas guy i love solomon thomas I don't like him as an outside pass rusher. He needs to play the three and five technique only, and he never needs to play outside. He's not good there. We have seen a season and a half of him not being successful there, and this put it into perspective for me. Dakota Watson in three quarters has more sacks this year than Solomon Thomas has in eight games and three quarters because Solomon Thomas missed a game. 
Um, so I don't want to count that against him. You know, we've played nine games. He's played eight and three quarters, really seven and three quarters. But it, regardless, Dakota Watson has proved to be more effective in three quarters than Solomon Thomas has this entire season. So, and we, I'm seeing Solomon Thomas more at that tackle spot, which is great, very reassuring because obviously I'm a Niners guy, but I'm a football guy. I want people to flourish. I don't like rooting against people, and I sure as hell am not going to root against anybody on my team that's a 49er. So the, the Twitter flack that has come my way because of the negative comments about Solomon Thomas, that's cool. I understand it. That's going to come with the territory. But I want him to be successful. It's just it's already been proven through a year and a half this is not who this guy is. We knew he was a tweener. We've seen him have sex ju uh, success, just not at the outside position. Dakota Watson comes in very first game off the pup and dominates against the same players in the same scheme in the same format. Let's keep him where he can do well. Um, so take that for what you want. Um, now, he's not the only one that played well. DeForest Buckner came in. DeForest Buckner's unreal. He controlled the middle of the field. He only got one sack and one tackle for loss and two tackles. But, man, there was a play on that very first drive. And let's just go ahead and jump to the drive for the defense right now. Very first drive. We hold them to a field goal after a very long, methodical drive. And Salem made some adjustments. Way to go, man. Um, the whole bend but don't break mentality seemed to be in place. Buckner sniffed out a tight end screen on second and long. Read it perfectly, and his lineman let him go. He stops. He pans his eyes to his left and just runs straight to Cook. When he did this, Carr, Derek Carr saw that he was covered and just threw the ball on the ground. I mean, it was unreal. It's never going to show up in the stat sheet, and it doesn't. But that is basically the exact same as a pass defense for a corner or a quarterback uh, pressure for a defensive end it was unreal so they punt they get a field goal right off the bat and after that they get nothing the rest of the game um three and out punt after a buckner sack the second drive so the first two drives of the game whenever we don't know how it's going to go buckner sealed out both first drives third drive punt after the marsh blair kind of combo sack fourth drive punt after a marsh watson sack uh kind of combo sack there they each got credited half there then it's halftime come out punt after a watson sack sixth drive punt seventh drive field goal no good sack on third down by marsh absolutely unreal they donged the field goal off the upright which was great and then the eighth drive they pull all their starters because their confidence is broken already let's see what we got with their backups Third in inches on our, <laughs> and they can't get it. Um, just absolutely great job by the defense. I was very, very impressed. Fred Warner also. Got to talk about this guy. Seven solo tackles, two passes defense. I don't understand how this guy plays so well without um, Ruben Foster, and he struggles with them. His three best games of the year have all been without Ruben Foster. Uh, we'll have to see what happens next week because Reuben Foster should be back, but it, it's kind of what it is. Ronald Blair as well. He showed up every everywhere. One quarterback hit, one pass defense. He got it bat, uh, batted down. One sack, one tackle for loss, one tackle. The, the guy, Ronald Blair, just continues to be great. Now, let's take a quick break and just look at overall team stats and realize why we won this game. 
okay? We only had 18 first downs. That's not good. That's some of the lowest that we have put up in two years. But it didn't matter because we were efficient. Even though we only had 18 um, first downs, we had several huge plays. Um, we had six rushing first downs, 10 passing touchdowns, and two first downs from penalties. Third down efficiency started out amazing. We were like four for four to start. We ended up five to 12, but a lot of that had to do with milking the clock and just making sure that we were getting the win. But here's the deal. This is where it gets good. Zero sacks allowed, zero turnovers. That is just music to my ears. I'm smiling so big. I wish that you guys could see my face right now. Uh, I don't know the last time that's happened. It's going to take a while uh, just to kind of look through that and try to figure it out. But again, zero turnovers, zero sacks allowed. Now let's go to the defensive side. We only allowed 14 first downs. That's amazing. We only allowed 242 yards. That's amazing. We allowed 102 yards rushing. That's very acceptable. But here is what is beautiful. We had eight sacks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> We, we haven't played this well with defensive pressure in a long time. And if you listen to the 49ers Rush podcast for a while, here's what I have been beating with a, like a dead horse. This defensive scheme works. However, what you have to have is one of two things. Pressure on the quarterback or turnovers. We are not a turnover team. We got zero turnovers tonight. We do not get turnovers. But we did get pressure, and because of that, we forced lots of punts. So hopefully you walk away from today's game with a big smile on your face just knowing we drubbed Oakland before they moved to Vegas. That should just warm your heart and help you sleep well. Now, even more good news, the next people we got, man, we're playing against the New York Giants at home. Another one win team. We'll see what they do this week. But this is another winnable game. And Nick Mullins has given us He's given us a lot of hope. He's only 23 years old, and, man, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. So stay tuned and stay strong, faithful, and sleep good on this Thursday night or Friday morning if you're listening as you're driving to work. Have a great day at work because your 49ers are victorious, and hopefully this is a start of things to come. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.